Good evening, everybody. Great to have you at One Heart Night. So, so blessed that you're tuning in with us tonight on this powerful night where we gather as vision carriers of Global Heart Church. And uh, wherever you're tuning in from, hi to everybody if you're tuning in from Zambia as well, also from Germany. We just love you guys. We appreciate all of our family, both here in Perth and around the world. And we thank God for all of you. And uh, just believe in tonight that we're just going to, you know, encourage you, touch something of God. Pastor Spencer is going to be talking about a couple of things uh, to do with uh, our services. There's breakthroughs happening, but all of it is happening because of Jesus and because of you. You are so important in God's purpose, so important in God's plan. Don't discount your value to what God is doing here at Global Heart Church. You are so important. And uh, on behalf of Sue and I and the team here, we love you and we so appreciate you. So it'd be great if we prayed together, everybody. So wherever you are, at home, in the car, uh, with your friends, at Connect, wherever you are, let's just stop and pray together right now and just commit our time to the Lord. So, Father, just give you praise. Just give you thanks, Lord, for every person who is part of our vision-carrying team here at Global Heart Church. Lord, people who all, every week, make a difference. Father, to the lives of, I believe, multitudes of people, both now and in the future. And I pray, Father, you would anoint them. You'd give them a revelation afresh tonight, Lord, of your majesty, the majesty of your kingdom, the wonder of your kingdom and the wonder of what you're doing in them and through them and through this house. Father, I pray for a supernatural anointing of freshness and power and wisdom to be on everybody's lives. And I pray, Father, that right now you would be refreshing everybody and setting us up, Lord, that as we step into the next season, Father, that you have for us, Lord, that it is going to be powerful. I pray and declare it's going to be incredible. So, Father, I pray that your anointing richly rest upon every life, every home. Let there be peace in homes. Let there be power in homes. Let there be provision in everyone's homes. And, Father, I just give you thanks and praise for tonight. And just pray, Lord, that you'll speak to all of our hearts in and through your Holy Spirit and through your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, everybody, one of the wonderful things about our church is we have got a whole lot of people in our church who are incredible givers and lovers and kind people. And so uh, through you and uh, your generosity and a whole lot of other people in our church, we've been able to bless a lot of people in our community uh, through acts of kindness. Some of it has been through hampers, which have, uh, I think we're up to 67 or 69 hampers now that we've given out to people to help them in times of need and gift cards and all kinds of things. One of the nice things was dropping in with donuts and coffees to people here in uh, Junlup and Lord and, our, and, and also in our community and just go and love on people who through this challenging season in our co community continue to serve us and help us. And so some of our team here, some of our kind team went out and uh, uh, really did some great acts of kindness. So it'd be great if we just had a look and just actually celebrated the goodness of God through our team here uh, in this last season. So let's have a look. Hey guys, this is my delivery down to South. Oh yeah, here we go from Love with Cobra Heart. to the medical center in Joondalup, Joondalup Drive Medical Center. Yay, blessed to be a blessing from Global Heart Church. Yay. I just want to say a very special thank you to um, the Global Heart Church community for making our school community feel so special um, and doing something so wonderful on Mother's Day um, for our very special mums. So thank you very much. It's very, very much appreciated. Molly, who are we delivering to now? Kinross ITA. Yeah. Now we're at Butler College. We're going to deliver this to some teachers, Judging staff, bless their day and Junilup Ed Support Primary School. We headed into Alchemos Baptist. I'm here with Brody Napier. Thank you for the service to our community. As a church, we just want to take the opportunity to thank them for all they're doing in the community during these times by blessing them with some morning tea. 
just delivered donuts to Malalu Beach Primary. They loved it, they're so thankful and blessed and we are having a great time. Awesome church, thanks so much for giving into ECU Pantry Box. And uh, you know, our church, we've been so generous and uh, we, we were hoping to fill this downstairs office and we did it, people. Well, thanks for your generosity, everybody, and uh, for your giving and helping us. Hello to fill those hampers and those baskets, and also everybody who is a part of being so kind and blessing our community. We appreciate you. I thank God for you. I think we got the kindest people in Perth are here in Global Heart Church. So, so appreciate you all, and uh, thank you so much for all that you did there. I think a lot of hearts and a lot of lives got touched by our acts of kindness. You know, from time to time, we also uh, like to pick uh, somebody who has really, you know, been a great blessing to our community and, and also to our church, but to our community. And uh, tonight, we just want to honor somebody who just continually gives uh, very generously. Now, we are a generous church. I know everybody tuning into me now, the majority of people are such generous people. But I really just want to thank God for this person who gives of their time, gives of their care, gives of their love. Uh, gives financially just over and over again to a lot of people in our community and in our church. And we just thought it might be nice to go and actually bless them, surprise them and drop in on them with a gift for a change and, let's, uh, and reverse what they're normally doing and uh, just thank God for them. So I'm going to just give it over to the team now who went and surprised them uh, just this week gone. So let's go and honor them and uh, see if you can work out who it is. Thanks, Pastor Jared and Pastor Spencer. We are here in Currambine, and yes, we are about to deliver these two hampers, some flowers, and some gift cards. So, follow us. We're going to go and do it now. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, lads. We're also here with the waiters, the butlers, the gents, the gents. <laughs> the Global Heart Gents. <laughs> global Heart Gents, correct. This is Global Eats. It's a Global Heart Gent. Hopefully, um, it's going to be a big surprise. I hope she's in. No, she's that. definitely in. We'll go to the neighbour's house. <laughs> she's not. Big smiles Big smiles. Big smiles. Big smiles. Big smiles. Smiling nice. Smiling nice. Hello. Let's go. This is for you. Oh, wow. 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 So oh. much for the church, so much for people, and your half of people is incredible. Oh, I know. Thank you. We also have some gift vouchers in here. Oh so because God. you do so much for everyone at church, we oh. want to do, we want to bless you so you can do something for yourself. So there's a two hundred dollar gift voucher for a spa. Oh my wow. goodness! I but you can go and pamper yourself, <laughs> go so and have some me time. I'll leave everybody behind. <laughs> and there's another little cheeky Nando's voucher in there for the family oh, as well. Thank so. You. You're awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I feel so. <laughs> Tell you what, lads. Why you? Yeah. Can we bring it in? Bring it in. Where would we want to bring it in for them? Oh, here's. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I've got my baskets to keep. They're getting. Um... You deserve it, Pastor oh, Louisa. There you go. Okay. This is amazing. Oh, it's wow. okay, Pastor Louisa. You. No, we love you. We want it here as well. Thank so. you, Joe. We Hello. Oh. The Global Heart Gentlemen, we call them. Oh, global Weeks really to the Door. Thank you so much. This is lovely. Oh, you take care, guys. hey? Thank you. Love you. Thank See you. ya. See ya.
There we have it, astounded Pastor Louisa. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Handing back over to you, Pastor Jared and Pastor Spencer. Yeah. Enjoy one heart night on How good, how good. I think it's just fantastic that we can bless someone who blesses so many people. And great job to the boys there when and uh, delivered that to her. Hey, we're going to take a moment now, and uh, I just want to take the chance, Pastor Jared, just to ask you some questions about really how you develop leaders. You know, and uh, I remember, you know, when my life collided with yours, you know, some, gosh, good few years ago, right? And I remember that I was in a small church then, you know, you know, in a good church, but a small church. And the reality is my life collided with yours and you saw something in me, you know, and really from your sowing into me and your impact in me, I've come to a different level of leadership. You know, I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing now if it wasn't for you coming into my life. And, uh, and I've seen you do that again and again with people. And I think about Liam and Lisa, you know, who are doing such a great job of leading our church in Lusaka. And really when Liam come in, you know, he was a naughty boy, right? <laughs> you know, but you had an impact in his life. Hi, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Matthias and Nicole, backpackers yeah. going around Australia, you know, uh, for a bit of fun and God touched their life. You came into their life and now they're leading our church, you know, in Hamburg. And, uh, and uh, Eli and Fatima, who are going to go to Melbourne, similar. Eli came in, lost kid, came into church, you know, God touched his life and then you saw potential in him. So I'd love to ask you some questions about how you, see potential in people and one of the things I'd love to ask you is you know what is a leader I think sometimes when people hear that word leader it can kind of be intimidating but there's you've talked to me before about different types of leaders so could you talk to us about that mm. yes yeah, so a leader for me is really uh I prefer the word influencer and uh having and I like how we have influential which is uh you can be an influencer and be in the medical sphere you can be in sport you can be in science you know, you can be a mother, you can be a father, you can be, you know, a, a financial consultant. Uh, leadership is influence. And uh, I think, Spencer, that uh, if people understand, and, I, and I'd encourage everybody to look and see that God's called all of us to be influential, firstly in our home, then in our uh, church and community, but firstly starting in our own family. But I, I believe that it's a decision to say, Jesus, help me to love what you love, which is people <laughs> and your church. And so I think through that, we become influential. I don't think it's a personality type. I think some people are more naturally uh, lean towards being able to, if you like, uh, inspire people and uh, have that impact on people. But I think many of the great leaders around the world, uh, when you get to meet them or know them, a lot of them are introverts. They're not extroverts. So I think it's about a heart that says, Jesus, I want to be somebody who influences for your kingdom. And the way we do that is by helping other people become, uh, you know, part of God's kingdom. And also, uh, hopefully, seeing them influence and do better than us in life and ministry. That's what I hope for. So good. So good. And how do you spot gifts in people? You know, how do you spot potential in people? Um, I like people. I think you've got to like people. And you've got to be a people noticer. So I think I try um, to notice people because I know Jesus notices people. He notices you. And uh, so I'm trying to notice people how Jesus notices them and then look to see in their life what's flicking their switch. Have they got a passion? Uh, is there something that they seem passionate about that they don't even recognize they're passionate about? Is there a natural ability? I'm looking to see how, what abilities they've got. Yeah, right. And, uh, and also sometimes um, I'm looking to see what annoys people because sometimes the key to finding out somebody's passion and calling is actually what annoys them. Some people, are they get annoyed if the detail's not there. You know, they want the detail. So it's a good indicator if you're annoyed by detail being overlooked that they're going to be great in areas of detail in God's kingdom. So uh, I'm looking to see those things and, uh, you know, what, where they light up. Where does somebody light up? Uh, sometimes they're not lighting up on the outside, but I'm looking to see if they're lighting up on the inside and, uh, and what sort of things are lighting them up, you know. So I'm looking to see what's, what's their abilities, what's their talents, what's their passions, passion, and what also, as I said, annoys them, what they get ticked about. That can be an indicator that there's something God's in their life that they're a part of uh, solving. So good. So, so good. And what do you think are some of the things that hold people back? You know, God's put talents in all of us, gifts in all of us. What do you think it is that sometimes holds people back in bringing those out? Yeah, well, what holds people back? Okay, I think there's lots of things that hold people back uh, at times, you know, and I've had them myself, you know. Uh, first one comes to mind is insecurity. 
yeah. uh, I'm not good enough, uh, which, you know, I'm not the qualifier of me. God's the qualifier of me. God's the qualifier of you. And I want to encourage you, it's not you who qualifies you, it's God who qualifies you. Um, fear is another one. And uh, I like when Joyce Meyer said, uh, do it afraid. So sometimes we've got to do things afraid. And if you remember, um, uh, some of you have been in church for a long time, you remember me telling the story of how when I became an intern pastor and uh, I got asked by the senior pastor, who happened to be Brian Houston, to uh, oversee the business area in the church, I wrote him uh, a six-point letter on all the six reasons why I'd be no good for that role. And, uh, and Brian just, by the time I got to point three, he dismissed it. Uh, and really, in my fear and probably insecurity, it had turned out to control. And so I had to let go uh, of control of my life and my future and, uh, and trust God that uh, he'd put me in a place and put people around me who uh, could see in me the right time. And also, uh, they were seeing the right time. I was not seeing the right time. I'd encourage everybody, you don't often know the time for your release and your time to step up. There's a time to do that. But usually it's not through my control or my choice. It's Many times it's been by other people saying to me, Jared, step into that. Jared, go to Bible college. Jared, we want to make you an intern pastor. If you asked my opinion at the time, I thought they were crazy. But I had a, and here's the thought, I had a probably a 90-degree view then uh, as a Christian and as a leader. And today, I would say through years of serving the Lord and building church, my degree of lead view now on things would probably be, I don't know, I don't want to say 360 degree, but it would certainly be a lot further than a 90 degree view of leadership and life. So, yeah, so let other people lead you and guide you at times and step up boldly and confidently and, uh, and uh, lose control and uh, that's where the adventure is. And let God take you on this amazing journey. So good. Hey, if you've got a question for Pastor Joe tonight on leadership, why don't you put it in the comments section? And uh, if we've got time in just a minute, we might, we might pull one of those two of those questions up. But um, another thing I'd love to ask you, Pastor Joe, is how do you avoid comparison? I think sometimes you can look at someone else's gift and you know, think that's a better gift. You know, that looks yeah, more right. appealing uh-huh. than what I'm doing here. You know? mm-hmm. And so, yeah, how do you guard against that? How do people guard mm-hmm. against comparison or the trap of comparison? Well, there's a scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, which says that when we compare ourselves, we become foolish. And it actually says those who compare themselves, in the, the Bible says those who compare themselves became unwise. And uh, so I want to encourage you that it's unwise to compare yourself with anybody else. Um, God's called you to be you. You're called to be a unique individual with individual gifts. And so the Bible firstly tells us not to compare but sometimes it's hard when you get inspired by people. I, I get, um, and over the years, actually over the decades now, got inspired by a lot of people. But in getting inspired by them, uh, sometimes my flesh has thought, well, maybe I want to be like them. Uh, maybe I want to have what they have. And you can enter into jealousy or envy. But here's what the counter was when, uh, you know, I think years ago, the Lord said to me, are you prepared to pay the cost to have what's on their life, are you prepared to pay the cost for that? And that was sobering because sometimes I and we desire to have what somebody else has, but have we, have you ever considered the cost that person is paying to have that life, to have that breakthrough, to have that calling, to do that thing? And so now when I go, hang on a minute, they're paying a cost that I may not want to pay. <laughs> That's helped me to realize, and I'd encourage everybody listening, realize that there's a lane for your life. There's a lane for you to walk in and to flow in. And that lane should involve faith. It should involve sacrifice and challenge because that's the Christian life. But as we walk in our lane that's been put before us now in this time, this season, you know, the level of leadership that's been given to me, sometimes it changes. You go from this lane to that lane of promotion, to that lane of promotion. Um, but don't look at other people. Keep your eyes, the Bible says, fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Focus on the lane he's put you in because that lane next to you, they may be being required by the Lord to pay a big cost to do what they're doing. The Bible says, to whom much is given... Much is required. To whom much is given, 
much is required. So if you want maybe to be given that, then maybe there's a requirement to match that gift that God may ask of your life. That's great. And Jeremy was asking, how do I stop comparing myself to the amazing leader that's my wife? So yeah, Jess, we can't help you on that one, mate. We'll pray for you. And uh, hey, someone else had a great question. They said, how do I uh, grow my team? How do I help my team grow that I'm leading in church? Okay. Um, Look, I think words are more powerful than we know. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, the power of life and death is in your tongue. So words are so powerful. People need words. They need words of encouragement. What is encouragement? You know, if you look at it, the word uh, courage is right in the middle of that word. You put courage in people when you encourage them. And uh, my wife said to me once, you know, encouragement is like oxygen. It's so true. So we need to oxygenate people with our words, not just assume, oh, well, they know I like them or they know I need them or they know we appreciate them. They may not know that. Uh, And we can't assume that they do know that. So we need to sow words and also sow words of belief. Um, You know, life can put a lot of fear into us and negativity to us that we can't do it. So you need a whole lot of people, and particularly uh, influential people in church over you, or if you like the term leader, whatever the term is. uh, We need to counter their words of fear and negativity with words of, I believe in you. I believe you can do it. I believe you could do it in this season. And, uh, and those things, those words, those belief statements, those faith statements give oxygen to people's hearts. They give oxygen to their lives. And I think people begin to rise up then. So, so I'd encourage you to do that and, uh, and also believe and speak faith over your area. You know, I'm believing I'm going to multiply. I'm believing for somebody coming. And then in church, every service, <laughs> I'd always have my eyes looking around where is that person? There's somebody's arrived. There's somebody who I need to meet, who I need to get involved in my area. And, you know, and I don't want to be a silo in church. We all need to work together. So sometimes people would come into my area who um, really they weren't called to my area. They were called to the creative department. I was working in New Christians many years ago. Uh, but I had to say, there's somebody come in. Who can I help involve? So I need, we need to be welcomers of people into our area. We need to verbally welcome people. We need to give people an opportunity, especially if we see aptitude in our department. If you're a musician or a singer and you're in the creative department, you see some aptitude, Great. give them a welcome yeah. to your uh, rehearsal, your environment. And people, when they feel welcome, that's, that's a huge deal to them potentially becoming part of the team down the track. So good, so good. And Bianca was asking, could you explain why kids' ministry is the best ministry? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kids' ministry is undoubtedly the best ministry. It's just so fun. And, uh, you know, you you can't do better than kids' ministry, right? So, yeah, I only lasted two weeks. I was two weeks in kids or three weeks, and then they asked me... um, uh, actually, no, they told me they felt I was called to another area. <laughs> so, so it was the best, okay. but I, I had a short stay. <laughs> okay. And just, just finally, um, why is it important to... By the way, I don't understand that. When they said, you know, it's been awesome having you here for three weeks, yeah. you need to now move on. But yeah. anyway, I was just getting, that off, my, just getting that off my chest. <laughs> we'll pray for you, Pastor Jerry. We'll, we'll pray for you. Healing, at healing. At the end, yeah. Pull that wound out. <laughs> what, what, so just finally, why is it important to release people's gifts? Why is it important? Yeah, why is it important? If you've got a gift in you, why is it important mm. to get that out, you know? Yeah, well, uh, I think number one is that God gave them to us to be used. Great. And I think, you know, after I became a Christian, I think it was probably a year or two in, I started to have a sense of accountability with what God had put in my life and gifted me. I didn't understand it fully, but I had these these uh, nudgings of accountability that God had given me some gifts and I need to use them. And, uh, and so what was the rest of the question? <laughs> yeah, dude, just why is it important if we've got a gift in us to actually get that out, you know, to actually express okay. that gift rather than just thinking, oh, you know, I'd prefer not to. Or... Yeah, I, I think uh, we all need to understand and realize that if we withhold gifts within us, we may be withholding, stopping other people coming into the kingdom, getting saved, right. finding eternal right. life. Um, you know, we may be withholding people meeting their life partner, but I don't know, you've, through your service, you just don't know who you're impacting. We may be stopping generations in families um, serving the Lord. Uh, sometimes we demean and don't give dignity and value and honor to actually who God says we are 
in his church and in his kingdom when your life could be incredibly influential in helping other people go forward in God's kingdom and also having their own uh, gifts released. Nothing makes me more joyous, Spencer, than to see other people thriving and mm. rising up in their calling and their gifting and beginning to do really well. And then actually, I, I hope and pray anything that I have had on my life, I, I hope there's a whole lot of people just go way past me. Already there's a bunch definitely on the way, but I just pray they go way past me. So I, there's nothing more fulfilling than seeing other people thrive in who God's called them to be and that you got to play a small part of encouragement in their story. So, But ultimately, I do think we're all responsible with this time we have on earth to make an impact uh, with our lives for the kingdom of God. So good. Pastor, it's so inspiring, you know, how, how you do that, how you see people, potentially people, and you draw it out. You know, I know so often you'll say to me or one of the pastoral team, hey, what's happened to the kid? He was on the second row. He used to sit there. His name's Brian. This is his backstory. You know, where is he? You know, I love that heart. The, that heart you have for people, you know, that you keep on wanting us to go after people and really draw out the best and the, release their potential. So thank you for you know, can having I, Can I heart. just touch on that for a minute? Yeah. The reason why I do that to everybody is so because I know they may not get a chance again to connect with God's purpose and will. Right. So right. I know for some people it's now or never. And yeah. so if they're not around, I'm like, oh, this might be their now or never moment. Or maybe they'll come back 10 or 20 years later, but they kind of miss the major, the A plan for that God has for them. So I'm very stirred to help and encourage people to get the A plan. So, so if you're missing, come back. I want you to get the A plan. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so good. So, so good. And uh, Pastor, just, uh, we've got one heart night. Sorry, not one heart night. We're at one heart now. night. <laughs> We've got heart for the house coming up yes. in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so, yeah, just, just talk to us a little bit about that. Mm. And I believe you've got some people you want to introduce tonight. They're going to tell us a little bit more about their story, really, of generosity. Yeah, great. Well, everybody, one heart night. Uh, sorry, one heart. But now I'm doing it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so our heart for the house is coming up. And, uh, and it's coming up uh, not this Sunday, but the following weekend, uh, which is the 19th through the 21st. And, uh, and also, it'll run over two weeks, the last uh, weekend of June. And really, all of that uh, is right now to help us finish off our auditorium here. So that is going to be kicking off pretty soon with all the lockdown and all that's been happening uh, with the COVID-19. We haven't been able to continue on, but we are about to kick off. So half of the house this year is really sewing in so that we can finish off our auditorium and all the communal areas, the relational areas, making church for you and for everybody you invite, your friends, your family, our community who come in, making church a just a much more livable place. We want you to come and it's home. You get here, you can relax, you can hang out, you can enjoy church, but she's also got places in our in our uh, building that you can just, you know, really enjoy. So half of the house is going to be predominantly towards that. And I want to encourage everybody, ask God your part in it. Ask your part financially. Because the key is not um, uh, equal giving. The key is actually equal sacrifice. That when we sacrifice, when we give together, God sees it. And I believe God's going to take it. And we're going to be able to finish uh, what God's called us to do here well. Uh, I pray exceptionally well honoring to God, honoring to you, and, uh, and then we can continue on this incredible journey at Global Heart Church and continue to go forward in Jesus' name. So it's about generosity. We are generous. I think we're actually growing in generosity. Pastor Spencer, I think our church is growing in that heart. There's this spirit of generosity in words, in deeds, in giving. I, I just think we're growing in that. And uh, one of the couples in church who uh, I just see being generous, they're involved in many serving areas in our church, involved in uh, key hospitality, in a management team, uh, service leading. Uh, beautiful couple. We love them. They are really uh, just generous, and they've actually just put together uh, a little encouragement. He got saved here at church, and just an encouragement on us as a church, uh, as we come to Heart for the House, about being generous and uh, what I love about it is their testimony really is who they are. So let's have a listen to that now. We have four kids. We just had our fourth uh, eight weeks ago. And it is a full house at home with four kids and a husband working from home. But we are great. 
God's house to me is where I um, met Jesus after seven years of following Simone and being a church attendee. Um, this house is where I became a Christian. This house is where my kids grow up. This house is where our best friends are, where our community is. And um, this, is, this is our home. This is where we, um, we want to be. Being part of Global Heart, um, I've received guidance on how to be a better man, how to be a better husband, how to be um, a better father, how to be a better leader. Being part of God's house, I've learned the Word of God. I've been always pointed to Jesus. I've had a direction when I've needed it. I've had um, encouragement when I've been low. I've had lots of fun memories. I've learned how to be a better mom. I've learned how to be a better half. And being part, being part of God's house is the best decision we've made for our family. Some of the reasons that uh, we're motivated to give is it's an investment in God's house, which in return um, creates community, which in return helps our kids grow up in God's word. It's almost a non-negotiable non part of our yeah, life um, because it's, it's, the church is so important to us that giving is just part of um, doing our, our bit for our home and, and where we grow up. It's an extension of our obedience to God. We don't give out of a feeling. We give because we so desire just to say thank you to God for his absolute kindness. I think if you wait for the feeling to give, then you're probably never going to get it. But now, giving is more than an act of obedience. It's something, it's like a desire for us. It's like a passion for us. It's how, how can we resource the church more or who can we, who's in need that we can give to. It's just, we hold money loosely because it's not something that we're going to take into the other world. It's just something that, we, that is a means to an end here. One of the um, most quoted uh, Bible verses, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, it talks about God loves a cheerful giver. But before that section about God loves a cheerful giver, it talks about that if you give sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you give abundantly, you will reap abundantly. For us, the feeling of giving and loving it so much comes from first giving sparingly, and that's okay. But then we've been able to give abundantly and received abundantly, and then it it's fulfills itself because it is so joyful for us to give and see what actually happens with, with our giving and what the church is able to do in the community. I'd like to encourage you that if you're hesitant to start giving or you're hesitant to stretch your giving, I'd love to encourage you just to throw your fears to God. He will meet you wherever you're at. And I've learned in my Christian walk with God that so much of my hesitancy is always based in fear. And as soon as you just make that first step, He will come flooding down and shatter you through that fear. I want to encourage you um, in how you could play your part in Global Heart Church in any way possible. So whether it's small according to whoever, whether it's huge according to whoever, it doesn't matter what part it is, just play your part because by doing any component of your part is, we get to grow as a family. And it is just incredible when, when you stop thinking about, hey, um, how challenging it is to give because for us, it's just how thrilling it is to give, how joyful it is to give, because we know that God blesses us in return. And that's, um, you know, we talk about it all the time about, it, it's almost um, difficult to understand that it's, uh, people think giving is challenging, because for us, it's joyful. It's almost like, how can we do this more? How can we, how can we bless people more? How can we bless our church more? But I'm looking forward to the time where giving is, is received in a way where we are so encouraged to do it and we have no fear. Yes, we have wisdom and we, are, um, we give with a budget, but we give to an extravagant God who gives back to us so extravagantly. And if you just stick to the belief that He is so good all of the time, he is eternally good. Even when you can't see it, He is always good and He's always kind and He will always meet your needs. Then giving is just something that you'll do with the most um, generous and cheerful heart.
Amen. Inspiring. I love those guys. And uh, thanks, Reza and Simone. That was awesome encouragement. Thank you so much. Well, everybody, uh, with our Heart for the House offering um, coming up and our Heart for the House uh, weekend, which is where as a church we're coming together and to sow into uh, uh, our future and your future, um, I really want to just encourage you that uh, I've got a scripture that God's laid on my heart. But just before I share this scripture, I just wanted to say, did you know I've had a grandson? <laughs> Did you, hang on, I should say that better. Did you know Pastor Sue and I have had a grandson? And there he is for you to see. That is beautiful, Joel Nathan Keehan. And we are besotted. <laughs> so I just thought you needed to see him real quick. We love him so much and we're so thrilled he's here. And we just congratulate Nathan and Kerry on the uh, safe arrival of their amazing, amazing son, Joel, who I keep needing to duck over and visit continually. <laughs> Anyway, uh, getting back to the Word, getting back to the Word. really felt like the Lord just uh, laid Romans 8.28, and uh, I think I shared it the other week, but I really feel it stirring just continually in my spirit at the moment from the Amplified Bible, and it says this. Let me read it to you. It's actually been on the back screen tonight while I've been uh, sitting here, and it says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Oh, that's good. I need to read that one more time, everybody. Just let this go into your heart and into your spirit. Romans 8, 28, Amplified Bible. And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. You know, right now in this season, everybody, I want to encourage you. The Bible is telling us here, we can have great confidence. Right now, don't let fear touch your spirit. Give your fears to God. Look, it can touch us, but don't hang on to it. Give it to God. Let's give our fears to God and let's declare, I have confidence. Declare in the morning when you do your morning prayer, your morning walk, driving the car, Lord, I have great confidence in you. Begin to declare it. Begin to speak it out. And I love it because the Bible says here in the Amplified Bible, he's deeply concerned about us. We're not an afterthought. You're not an afterthought. Our church is not an afterthought. In fact, our church is important in God's plan here in Perth, his plan in Australia, his plan to the world. I believe we're important. Not because we're better than anybody else, but because we have a great part to play and God is deeply concerned about us and we're valuable. And I like it too that it goes on and so powerfully says, He causes all things, all things to work together. Hello, God's causing all things to work together. So whatever the thing is that's happening in your life, be it good, be it amazing, be it fantastic, or be it challenging, or be it difficult right now the bible says god's taking those things particularly when we give them to him and he's working them together as a plan for your good as a plan for our good oh i i just received that i just pray you're going to receive that tonight you're really receiving in your spirit and in your heart that whatever's happening whatever's going on god's working it i love it god's working it and he's working it for your good both internally in your own character, your own heart, your own life, and externally, God's working it for your good. And for us as a church, God's working it for our good. I'm praying that this season, it's been challenging. It's been like, you know, uh, confusing. It's been difficult. And I really feel for everybody who's tuning in, now, if you lost your job or you had a job challenge or you had a business challenge, we feel for you and we are praying for you. And, uh, and I want to encourage you, God feels for you. He's deeply concerned for you. And I, I'm declaring in Jesus' name that you get a better job. Or you get your old job back and you get promoted. <laughs> and I pray your business will go to a new level. I pray that if other people aren't getting the work at their business, you get the work. Because the Bible tells us in this verse that he's working it for good for those who love God. You love God. If you're tuning in right now, I know you love God. That's why you're here serving. 
and helping and carrying. And to those who are called according to his plan. Hello, his plan, not our plan, not my plan, his plan and his purpose. The Bible is saying that God is working it, hello, for your good. You know, here at Global Heart Church, we, we're not trying to come up with a plan. We're not trying to say, hey, let's come up with something. Hey, that's a good idea. We're trying to say, Lord, what's your plan? Show us your plan. Show Sue and I. Show the vision team. Show us as a, a, a leadership team, Lord, and then help us to fulfill that plan and that purpose. Well, the Bible says because of that, and I know your heart is the same. You're, you're like, that's why you're here, carrying the vision with us is because we're trying to outwork that. Well, the Bible says that God is then causing all these things, this season, the challenges of this season, the positives of this season, to work together as a plan for your good, for our good. Everybody, get excited. Even now, as we head to our Heart for the House weekend, the 19th to the 21st, and the last week of June, Get excited because God's working a plan of purpose now for our good, despite what's happening in the world. We need to get our eyes off the world and the world situations. We need to pray for our world, pray for our community, pray for our city, pray for our nation, pray for the challenges that are happening right now, and, uh, and declare and believe that God is going to work His plan of purpose for good. I declare it over your life. I declare it over your uh, home. I declare it over your job. I declare it over your business. Single person, I declare it over you. You are blessed. That couple listening, you are blessed. Families, you are blessed. I declare you blessed. And I declare our church that right now, everything's working together for good, for God's plan and purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, somebody gave me a scripture in our church just before we hit this challenging time with COVID-19. And the scripture was found in John chapter 21, verse 6. And in the Amplified Bible, it says, And he said to them, Cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast the net, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great catch of fish. And the person in our church who didn't know COVID-19 was coming, didn't know what was happening, underlined it and wrote, unmanageable, unmanageable favor is being released on Global Heart Church. Everybody, I, I pray and declare that that, uh, if you like, prophetic scripture, that prophetic word that right now God wants to release on us as a church, unmanageable favor. I love that. That means we've got so much goodness happening, so much favor happening, so much opportunity. We just don't know what to do with it. So I, I'm praying for that. I'm declaring unmanageable favor over you. You're not going to be able to deal with the favor in Jesus' name. It's going, to, it's going to come from the left, going to come from the right, going to come from the north, going to come from the south. Let unmanageable favor be your portion because you're part of Global Heart Church. And let it be part of our church as we go forward now out of this season into the next season. Let's learn what we need to learn in this season. Let's say, Lord, show me my priorities afresh. Show me what's important afresh, God. Lord, show me, as I said last week, Lord, give me a, give me a revelation of gratitude, God. Because gratitude, as I said, it changes everything. It changes atmospheres. It changes us. But let's realize that I believe that was a, a word to us before we head into this season, that God wants to bring unmanageable favor and that it's being released on us even in this season. God loves you. God loves us. And actually, by the way, can I just touch on uh, right now the situation happening around the world we're hearing about with Black Lives Matter, everybody. Can I just encourage everybody to uh, have a look at my Instagram post today or Facebook post. I did say something about it a bit more in detail. But, you know, can I just say, I just thank God that Global Heart Church here. In Perth, we have an international family. We have indigenous people in our church. I love them and appreciate them. We thank God for them. We pray that our indigenous community increases. Thank God for, I don't know, people from 90 nationalities now in Global Heart Church, all colors. Can I just say every black person in our church, we thank you. We appreciate you. We honor you. We are so much better as a church because of you and because of you being a part of our family here. You bless us. You, have, you teach us. You've taught me. I have learned 
more in Africa than I think I've learned anywhere. And I just thank God for what Africa has done in my life, both Zambia and Rwanda particularly, Uganda as well, the impact on my life. Do black lives matter? Absolutely, incredibly. And I just want to declare this, racism is evil. Racism is evil. And uh, Global Heart Church, we will never, ever have anything to do with race, racism. We are called to love every black person. In fact, we're called to love every person in Jesus' name. But I do want to just acknowledge and say thank God for every black person in our church, in our lives. And, uh, and I thank God right now for the children and families we're involved in within Rwanda. It's nothing new. We've been doing it for years and years and years. And then also our amazing family in Zambia. Oh, my gosh, incredible people. We're blessed, and we're blessed by everybody who's part of our family in Hamburg and here in Perth. We thank God for you. And at Global Heart Church, we will never, ever, ever allow racism in our church. If we see it, we need to just, I don't know, just (laughs) put a stop to it because it's totally against everything that God has planned I love our family. It's an international family and every person so, so valuable. If you want to see a few more comments from me, have a look at uh, Instagram and Facebook. I've put a bit more detail on, uh, you know, uh, what I think about it just at the moment, just in case you're wondering what I'm thinking. Uh, I just wanted to say that just in a brief way, but also just to let you know you can have a look a bit further because I think that if... Uh, anyway, I think, I think we need to all be sowing and helping is what I think we should be doing, and particularly in our Indigenous communities. And as we are already doing in Africa, I hope that as a church we'll continue to do that in increasing ways in Jesus' name. Everybody, love you, appreciate you, thank God for you. And uh, just going to right now uh, hand back to Pastor Spencer for a moment and uh, then I'm going to pray at the end. So God bless you. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Pastor Jared. So, so appreciate that word. And you're speaking into that kind of cultural circumstance we find ourselves in right now around, around the world. And um, we want to now talk about moving back to physical services. Because obviously the government's yeah. announced uh, just last week that we've got this opportunity now to gather in, in hundreds. Hallelujah. So, yeah, <laughs> come on. So we're going gonna to yeah. talk a little bit about that, some of the detail around that. So basically, as of this Sunday, we're going to be uh, having some services. So they're going to be at our usual times of 8, 10, and 12. Uh, we're going to be having 100 uh, people in each service plus volunteers and staff. So 100 people can register uh, for each of those uh, three services on Sunday. And we're going to be doing three in our Winton Road uh, location and then three in our Lincoln Lane. So that means we're going to be running those six services across this coming Sunday at 8, 10 and 12. And then from uh, the week after, we're going to also be doing our Friday night at uh, 7 p.m. as usual. And again, that will be in Winton Road and in Lincoln Lane. So you can uh, register uh, to, to, to have a place uh, and be a part of that. You can do that by going to our website, and that's going to be live at the end of One Heart Night. So don't go there right now. It's not going to be live now, but it will be live at the end of One Heart Night. And, uh, and also, um, if you're serving you don't need to register for that service. So, for instance, if you're going to serve in the 8 a.m., you don't need to register for that service. You just need to let your team leader know, check you on the roster, you're all good. But if you're coming to the 10 a.m., as you're going to participate in the 10 a.m., you're going to be part of the congregation at the 10 a.m., then you need to register, okay? So if you want to sit in the service, register. If you're serving or you're a staff person, then you don't need to register. But if you've got children that are coming with you and you want them to participate in Global Kids, you need to register them. So I hope that that is clear. There's a lot more uh, information about that on our website. When we gather, we're going to be making sure that we observe social distancing. So I want to encourage us. This is not easy, but we need to be honouring of uh, the leadership of uh, WA that has asked us and put in place this social distancing. So let's do our absolute uh, best to do that. And all of us who are serving on team, we need to example that. So let's make sure that within our teams, we're making sure that we're observing uh, social distancing. And uh, we want to uh, also, we'll be looking after making sure areas are properly clean cleaned and taken lots of other safety precautions, again, in line with what the state is asking us uh, to do. And uh, also, um, yeah, I want to encourage you, when we come, 
the, the thing that we should be celebrating is this opportunity that we get to gather physically. We've been gathering, of course, at Global Heart at home, but now we're going to gather physically at Global Heart local, as we're calling it. And that's what we should be celebrating. And when we come together, hey, we want to make the environment enjoyable for people. We want to make it a great experience for people. We want to have a lot of fun. And so I want to encourage you, when we come back uh, into church, it's not going to be church as normal. It's going to be the new normal, you know. And things are going to look a bit different, and lots of teams are going to be adjusting to the new environment. So, hey, let's go with the flow, and let's be cool with that. Let's not look for every single detail you know, little things that might not go perfectly. Let's just have a spirit and a heart of, hey, what a great opportunity that we get together physically together. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. We're also still going to have Global Heart at Home because I'm conscious that there are people that will be unable to gather with us physically. Mm -hmm. Some people have joined us uh, during this time uh, while we've been uh, having Global Heart uh, at home, uh, they're geographically not able to be part of our service. And there's other reasons why people would be unable to gather physically with us. And so we're going to make sure Global Heart at Home is still happening. That's going to be a slightly ordered program. It's going to look a little bit different, but it's going to be awesome. And uh, that will happen still at 10 a.m. every Sunday. And, um, yeah, I just want to um, uh, finish with, with, with saying that uh, the, 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 the people are... I think expectant, they're, 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 they're eager to gather together. And so, hey, what we want to do is serving teams do everything we can to make that comfortable and that enjoyable for them. And so let's have life and atmosphere. You know, let's have a great heart and a great spirit that I know you're going to bring. And I know we're going to celebrate God together as we get together physically on Sunday. And also we'll be celebrating too with those who are part of Global Heart at home. So let me let me just get it, Spencer, again. So it's Winton Road's going to have 100 in here, 8, 10 and 12. And then Lincoln Lane's going to have 100 in there, 8, 10, and 12. Volunteers on top uh, of all of that. So right. 100 actually seated. Yep. And, uh, and then there's a full kids program. Yep, global kids. Yep. Global and, kids for every you. service. So that's working out six services, <laughs> which is awesome. And by the way, everybody, we have been missing you so much. So we are, we are like we're like sick with missing people. <laughs> so we are so looking forward to seeing everybody, and uh, so can't wait to see you. But as Pastor Spencer said, uh, just we need grace at this time because we can't do what we want to do. We want to just go ahead and and have everybody here. That's what we want to do. But we have to be honouring of uh, the authorities. That's what the Bible teaches us to do. And we have to follow their guidance for the safety and security of you and, uh, and our extended church and community. And so we will be doing that. We're following what they're instructing us to do. Uh, though we want to say, everybody come to church. <laughs> but we're going to do that. So it's going to be awesome. But we do need your grace. We do need you to uh, just work with us, walk with us, because obviously that means that some people who normally go to that service aren't going to be able to go to that service. Uh, but we're going to try to work with you and work with everybody who registers mm, yeah. to make sure that people are getting to their service as much as we can, if not that week, the following week, right? That's it. So, uh, so if it's one week not, the following week. So we're, we're going to have to do a whole lot of strategic work. Just realize we're going to be trying to do the absolute best for you. Uh, so, so know that, but just give us some grace while we try and work through making this work. That's great. And <laughs> for that, you. That's so good. Yep. And something that's really important is that if you bring a friend, we will get you a seat. So this is so important. If, you, Ooh, if, you have, if you're bringing a friend, hello. hey, if you register, great. If you can't <laughs> register, you turn up and we're going we're gonna to get you a seat. We're going to make a way because we need to prioritize people encountering Jesus in this time. And hello. there's so many people that have been exploring so God, have been joining us so you know, through good. Global Heart at Home. And we need to give an opportunity for yeah. those people to come to the service and make a decision yeah. for Jesus. So if you bring a friend, you're guaranteed a seat. That's, that's an incentive, hey? That's come an incentive. On. That's pretty that's cool. That's a great But also and, to everybody else, just make a note that if you lose a seat, just realize you may be giving that seat up for somebody who doesn't yet know the Lord, who has yeah. been invited uh, now. So get what we're saying. We, we're having to work with all of this. So actually, ultimately, just pray for us. Pray God's going to help us just to sort it out and work with it. So we're going to be trying to do our best. So, so yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for Graham Barlow. 
and for Jeremy Crouch. I just want to say <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen. And uh, hey, just finally, I want to say this. We talked about there being a service that's running concurrently, one in Winston Road and one in Lincoln Lane. Uh, that, that is not like, you know, the main uh, service and the overflow, not at all. It's going to be two separate experiences. So in our uh, auditorium here in uh, Winston Road, it's going to be one experience and then Lincoln Lane is going to be another experience. So Lincoln Lane is going to be a bit more awesome. unplugged, awesome. a bit more kind of raw, real. It's going to be really cool. Then cool. In here is going to be a bit more similar to a regular service, okay. but it's going to be a real Ooh. point of difference. So you Ooh. might want to think about that. You Ooh. might want to choose your experience. <laughs> that's kind of cool, All hey? right, that's choose your experience. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. All righty, that's awesome. Um, uh, do we want to do one or two more questions that came in? Yeah, definitely. Do do those? Yep. Yeah, let's finish with that. Okay, okay. cool. And then so, I'll pray. Then I'll pray. Sounds good. All right, so a couple of questions that came in that we I didn't get to ask you earlier. But we've got a little bit of extra time, so I thought it would be great yeah. to ask you is, again, just on that subject of leadership so and, and being an influencer. Um, someone's asked here, how do you know when it's right to take a risk with someone and place them into a position of responsibility? Uh, okay. Uh, okay, when do you know it? Say that one more time. So when do you know it's right... Yeah. To place someone in a position of, mm. you know, responsibility or position of authority or position of leadership. When, when, mm. when's, how do you know it's the right time? You know, you, you're kind of about taking a risk with a person. When's it right to take the risk? Okay, I'd say when you see two things. I'd say the two things I would look for for me, and I think it's probably Bible as well, which is good. <laughs> That's good. humility and faithfulness. Humility and faithfulness, where. Someone's developed uh, like a humility that, you know, they're honoring God, they're honoring people, they're respectful of the opportunity, uh, respectful of God's house, and have shown faithfulness. You know, that, and this, this is where it's in the detail, everybody. It's in the detail. It's like being faithful to, for what you were asked to do and being faithful with what was put in your hand. You know, be faithful. Also, uh, Luke. Uh, talks about being faithful with what is another man's, you know. Uh, a lot of us, and the Bible says, sorry, the Bible says, if you're not being faithful in what is another's, who would give you your own? And the only problem with that is that we just want our own. <laughs> I don't want to be faithful. We don't want to be faithful with other people's things, or other people's leadership. But the Bible says, if you're not faithful with another person's uh, leadership or serving in their area, serving that leader, serving under them, serving the department, who will give you your own? So I think the Bible is saying, hey, when you get faithful in the winter seasons, the summer seasons, thank God for our car park people and front door people who serve in all weathers, faithful, faithful, faithful. Well, I think when you see humility and faithfulness together, that person is ready for further influence. Brilliant. So, so good. So, so good. And, and just finally, uh, here's the final question. It's this. We're going to make mistakes as we're developing our gifts, you know, how do we navigate that? You know, how do we navigate? Yeah, the failures that we're gonna we're gonna have on the journey. Mm. Are you are you talking about in the role? Yeah, yeah. In the role, um, look, you're never gonna get anywhere if you don't give something a go. And I have had to, and Sue would say the same. We've we've failed. We've not. You know, there's times. Well, I think I failed in our eyes. Maybe we've failed in other people's eyes. I don't know, but. We've seen it as a failure, but I think what we've had to do is we've had to dust ourselves off and learn, get up and go again. God doesn't count our failures. He counts our successes, and he also counts our, he counts our attempts. So God sees our attempts, especially when we've had a seeming failure, looks like a failure. Uh, he he um, counts our attempt to get up and go again, get up and love again. Get up and serve again. Get up and give again. You know, get up and smile again when you don't feel like doing it. I think God really honors that. And, um, and uh, I think we're at the true us is seen in the testing times, seen in the difficult times, seen in the time where I've got to uh, maybe swallow my pride, and, uh, you know, leave behind uh, where I seemingly failed or did fail. Leave it behind. So I think... Um, I think dust yourself up, get up and go again. And I don't think anybody who's ever, you know, had good success has never failed. But it's just just goes with the territory. But if you get a right heart, you get a right spirit and you hang around, 
you know, I think sometimes I look around where places Sue and I end up in, I think a lot of people are more skilled and gifted than we were, but we just hung around and ended up ended up in different places. So the key is hang around, everybody. Keep going and then hang around. I did say one, see one question. Can I just bring it? Yeah, go on. Go. Somebody said, how do you know what your gift is, which I did see it come up before. Um, how do you know what your gift is? Look for where you have fruit, everyone. Look where you have fruit. Look for where people tell you you have fruit. Um, and, and ask people, where do I have fruit? Where am I? Where do you see my passion? Where do I? Look for your passion. Look for what excites you. Look for what annoys you. <laughs> um, and ask people around you, where, where do you see me flourishing? You know, and, and ask yourself honestly, where have you flourished? I think, um, you know, uh, Sue and I would say, when we started churches, um, we would like, oh, wow, you know, with a very few people, they would grow. And so over the years, I came to the conclusion, it took me, it took me a long time when it was actually fairly obvious, I think we can plant churches, you know. Um, but you kind of, it was, it was so obvious, I couldn't see it. What is it? Couldn't see the forest for the trees, you know. <laughs> so it was in front of us. So sometimes look in front of, where do you have fruit? Uh, some people are so gifted on the computer, it's unbelievable, you know, and it's a gift. So just have a look again. See where you flourish. See where people acknowledge you're gifted. And uh, see where people are blessed by you. Where do you have fruit? These are all great keys to uh, where God's going to use you and, uh, and ultimately where he'll use you. And by the way, he may have you serving something somewhere left of field at the moment. Sometimes God says, hey, I'm going to take you to that, but right now I'm just going to test you to see if you'll be faithful in a field or in a situation that you're not naturally gifted in. God says, let's see what you do with that. Will you be faithful? Will you stick with it? Will you honor the people there? Will you love people? Will you be, you know, will you, will you have a spirit of joy in doing that? And sometimes God will uh, test us here before he releases us here. So I'd encourage you to um, keep going and, uh, and ask questions, ask questions. So good. Thanks, Pastor. I really, really appreciate you sharing with us. It's so helpful. So, so helpful. And so Friday night, we're going to be having uh, the last after party. So come <laughs> check that out. Friday night, 7 o'clock, we're going to have a service. The last the one, really? last after party. No more DJ, JJ? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's not. So the last after party is going to be kicking off this Friday, which will be great. And then as I say, on Sunday, we'll have uh, our physical services at Global Heart Local, awesome. also Global Heart at Home. So we're going to see you in either of those contexts. We're either going to see you physically or we're going to see you at Global Heart at Home. And just finally, if you've got any questions about how to register for Global Heart Local, then you can go to our website and it will give you some information. Or you can call the church reception and they'll be able to assist you. If you've got any questions about teams, so that's serving in your team areas, then ask your department leader. The contact person is to go to your department leader. They've been informed of a whole bunch of information. They'll be able to download that to you and talk to you about how you can get involved. And just finally, if you're with us tonight and you're not yet part of a team, you aren't yet serving in the area of church, but you'd like to, then why don't you click on the link Amen. in the comments section and join Global Heart Team. We the cool you. thing we is, need that's you. a guaranteed way to get to the service. Yeah. Because if, even if you can't get a seat, you can get yeah. here. And if we need serving. you. We need you. Yeah, we do. We absolutely yeah. need you. And there's a great opportunity now we've got lots and lots yeah. of opportunities for people to to get involved because we need to increase our team in this season so we would absolutely love you to be playing your part god's got a great part for you to play come on amen awesome. amen can we pray as we finish yeah, let's do it let's do that so everybody let me just uh, pray and i want to pray over you as we finish and and also uh pray that this sunday is just going to be a blessed day uh for all of us uh, both at home and those who are here, but at home as well. I'm just praying that you're going to be blessed wherever you are this weekend and that God's going to continue to minister to you and, uh, and also to just encourage you already, be praying to about your part in Half of the House. Let's do something great together. As I said, it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. Let's do something together and uh, continue to see Global Heart Church go forward around the world. Amen. So let's pray together. Lord, just thanks for everybody. Just pray for all of our amazing international family, Father, both here in Australia, in Zambia, in Germany. Lord, I just pray, Father, that your blessing be on everybody. Let your anointing be on everybody. Father, I pray, help us to step up and step into what you have for us. Thank you, Lord, that our best days are ahead. I just pray that and declare that over every life, every department, every person who's 
serving, who's carrying, every person who's about to serve and carry. Lord, anoint them. And Father, I pray, let us become like uh, 1 Chronicles 12 says, a great army, Lord, a great army of helpers and servers who bring about your purpose and plan, both here in Australia and around the world. Father, I pray supernatural favor on everybody now, Lord. Let there be unmanageable favor as they head, Lord, into the rest of their week and into this weekend coming. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for victory and, Lord, for salvations and for multiplication, Father, across all of our services, both here in Zambia and in Germany. Father, we just thank you for it now. And we give you all the praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. We just say, Lord, how much we love you in return. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Fantastic. The website's open now. You can register for Global Heart Local. God bless. So good. God bless everybody.